0: Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Paula McDonald. We are at podcast number 74. And today we're going to talk about healing your heart. And I know that each of you listening has had your heart broken in some way. And a broken heart is never fun. And it can have devastating effects on your life. But as we also know, time heals broken hearts. And we somehow find a way to carry on. Well, Matthew eleven twenty eight tells us, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Revelation 21, 4 says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. So what do we learn? from these two verses? Well, first of all, we are to come to him, to our father when we are hurting and he will give us a reprieve from our pain. He is there for us and we need to remember to lean on and into him when we're hurting. And secondly, for those of us who believe in him, there will be a time in our future where we are promised that we will have no more pain and no more brokenness. And that is something I know I need to hang on to very often. So it's amazing news for believers. And the hard part for us, however, is to just remember to whom we turn to in a crisis situation. Well, sometimes my first reaction is to reach for the phone before I reach for the throne. And while, yes, our fellow believers offer us so much comfort, our only true comforter is Christ himself. So what do you do when you're faced with that broken heart? What do you need to do in order to move on and allow your heart to be healed? Well, first, it's okay to acknowledge that you're in pain. It's okay to grieve and to cry and to unload your burden. Give yourself permission to cry it out. That is so huge and a big first step in your healing process. And of course, everyone grieves differently. Be real with yourself and give yourself the okay to grieve in a manner that you need to grieve. And next, give yourself time that you need for your healing process. Different types of broken hearts. Certainly, require different time frames in which to heal. The breakup of a relationship, the loss of a loved one, the rejection of a friendship, or even the betrayal from another person. Man, all of these cause our hearts to just be broken. And each of these incidences will place a scar on your heart. But as we know, with a physical injury, scars form during the healing process. And these scars, they're going to remain there, but the pain begins to diminish as the healing process begins. And guess what? The scars are there to remind us of what we learned, what we lost, who we lost, and where we have come from thus far. And additionally, like physical scars, the tissues that form the scars in our body, they're tough and they're knitted together differently than the original skin. And with our unseen scars on our hearts, these scars also cause us to be knitted together differently. What we have to avoid is allowing our scars to become our identity. The scar is there, certainly, to remind us of the pain. Yet we do not need to remain in that pain forever. Christ tells us to give him our burden and to allow him to carry our load. And we don't want to be identifying as that person who's just constantly broken because we're not shining the light of Christ when we do that. We do not ever need to be alone in our brokenness because Christ is right there in the midst of our deepest pain, even when we don't realize it. And He is there when we are ready to reach out to Him. I've always thought about the pain and brokenheartedness God must experience each and every time someone rejects His precious Son, Jesus. God loves each of us immensely, and He knows the pain of rejection firsthand just like we do. And as we navigate our brokenness, acknowledge to God that you relate to his loss as well. That's why he sent his son Jesus, so that he could be human and in flesh and walk among us and feel human emotion and pain. And perhaps through your own personal brokenness, you will then be able to reach out and help someone else navigate their own heartache. And the beauty of brokenness is the ability to heal. We can see this every day when we heal from physical wounds or from an illness. And so we know this is God's design for us and that that is that there is healing. So no matter what you are facing, healing is going to happen. By allowing yourself to heal, giving yourself the time to heal, is the final step toward that wonderful true healing in our hearts. And you may never be the same. You may always have a big old yucky scar, but the scars are part of the healing process. Psalm 34:18 tells us, "The Lord is close to the brokenhearted." And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And we believe this, we lean into it, and we can and will endure. 2 Corinthians twelve nineteen says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. That is a powerful verse. His power is made perfect in our weakness. And that means he is knitting those scars on our heart. We can't see it, but he's doing the work. His fingerprint is etched into every painful scar. That we have borne. And as I share in my Bible study group that I teach, as we go through the tough times in life and others are watching, how are we living out these tough times? And no, this does not mean we don't fall apart and that we aren't racked with grief or that we don't get up right away when we're knocked down. But what it does mean as a Christian is that we never, ever lose our hope because our hope is in Christ alone and not on things or people of this world. We are able to go on because we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. When we cling to our Heavenly Father, we provide others a witness to His great mercy and strength. And others will watch you as you begin to pick up the pieces of your own brokenness. They will also watch how you did not lose your faith in Christ. And this is truly what the world needs to see right now. They need to see the light of Christ in and displayed through Christians. And as you read through the epistles of Paul, no doubt you see a great example of a believer in Christ who experienced a ton of heartache and brokenness, yet he never. Wavered in his faith. And the Bible is filled with stories of men and women who experience extreme losses and heartache, yet they clung to their faith. And as they did, they experienced Christ in the most amazing ways. In my first book called Beloved Not Broken, and you can get that on my website, I share the heartbreaking story of my marriage of 21 years being shattered. There were certainly times. When I was a crying heap of snot laying on the floor in my dirty bathrobe. And it was not a pretty sight. However, God stepped in and he helped me get back up. And he gently showed me that not only did he love me, but he called me his beloved. That's where the name beloved, not broken, came from. And while he allowed me to have the time I needed to grieve, he never left my side. And the scars left on my heart certainly remain. But I am stronger, I am healed, and I'm living out the purpose that God has for me. And he has a purpose for you as well. So if you're in a season of grief and pain, I pray that you will seek out the Father right now. He is there and he's waiting on you. And he loves you more then you can fully understand. And I would love for you to visit that website, drpaulamcdonald.com. I have resources there, Bible studies, and so much more to help you as you walk down this path with Christ. And so remember, God created you to live in abundance with Him. So may you fully live today. Well, I'm going to be doing an Ask Dr. Paula segment today. It's been a minute since I've recorded an Ask Dr. Paula, so it seemed like today was the time to bring it back. And we're going to answer the question of, with school beginning, what can I do to keep my family and myself healthy and well? And it always seems like the back-to-school year brings things back into our homes are not always welcome guests, such as colds and flu. So I have a few wellness tips that might help you avoid some of these maladies. First and foremost, make sure that you and your children are getting plenty of rest. Good sleep is essential to your immune system, and creating a regular bedtime is very important. Number two, your food choices also reflect a healthy and functioning immune system eat food that is as close to how god placed it on this earth that you can 3 wash your hands frequently and this really is a tried and true method and guess what hand washing with soap is more effective than hand sanitizer because did you know that most hand sanitizers contain a harmful Chemical called triclosan. And you might want to look this up. It's not a good chemical to be slathering all over your hands on a daily basis. Number four, keep your hands off of your face. Train yourself and your kids to just not touch your face because your eyes and your mouth and your nose, these are entry points for the illnesses. And number five, beef up your immune system with good supplements, zinc vitamin C and D, and I like a daily dose of fresh lemon water. It does wonders for you. So your own God-given immune system is your best line of defense, but you've got to take care of it. And just like your car or your home air conditioning system, they all require care and maintenance in order for them to run efficiently. And the same goes for your body. Decide today to really take care of yourself, and you will find an immune system that God gave you that will serve you very, very well. So blessings to you as we all head into this new school year and into the fall, and may you fully live today. Thank you for joining me, friends. My prayer for you is that you would seek to live today and every day in balance and an abundant connection with God.